Hello, everybody, and welcome to another installment of this podcast that we still have not found a better name for. <laughs> Let's just be honest. We're not getting a name for it at this point. We're, we're not. We're almost half... We're, we're over halfway through the ones we're actually going to be able to get to. So Yeah. But we are, of course, looking at the films that have received a Best Picture nomination this year. And this week, we are looking at probably one of the frontrunners. I think it is the frontrunner now. I think after these most recent award shows and everything, I think this is probably the safe bet for Best Picture. I mean, I didn't go with that prediction when we did our no predict when we did the whole prediction thing but i can see this i and i would not be opposed to this winning no me either either this would certainly be a great choice do we want film is <laughs> yeah we're we go. gonna we're there gonna, we go it's in, it's in the title it's in the title we got it but that film is the shape of water <laughs> water well good <laughs> be a lesson to you. i was just making water noises because it's a water movie i wanted our audience to know and for a few brief seconds i thought i was gonna die i'm well, a changed that, that man would be, that. that'd be some good radio right there i guess death <laughs> yeah I'm a changed man now. I mean, just just so you know, I would publish that. You know, I would I would find the file I, and, and here's the publish thing. that. I've li- I've lived on this idea that if I ever die in a video or on a podcast, you need to upload. Oh yeah, of course. I, I am giving full consent right here to upload it. So there we go. That's good. To know. That's not a joke. <laughs> I'm being for real. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll take that, uh, that burden. So, Shape of Water. <laughs> There's some dead people in this movie. <laughs> is, is that your connection? I, I guess. That's how we're going to connect it. Um, we're not going to talk spoilers. We're not going to talk who dies yet. But we will in a little bit. Um, so, Shape of Water. David is still under the impression (laughs) that fish sex is a spoiler. (laughs) And I don't think it is, considering it's the poster for the movie. Yeah, I think it was pretty expected it was going to happen. Yeah. I don't know why he was so put off by that. I I love David, but he's just put off by some of the strangest things. He's like, everything else in this movie, fine. But as soon as there's fish sex, he's not in for it anymore. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the poster is is Sally Hawkins, fish guy, underwater, kissing. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Right. First comes love, then comes fish sex. <laughs> 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 comes married to 
gonna be able to. I I don't know. I kind of want to see where this is going. <laughs> then comes fish baby and baby cage. Okay. Okay. And uh. Any any more steps in that process? Uh. Then like fish retirement home. When your fish children don't love you anymore. <laughs> and then fish funeral. The big toilet in the sky where they flush you down and you go there forever. So, that's cheap <laughs> None of that happens. The first no. two steps definitely happen. <laughs> Maybe. We're not on spoilers yet. <laughs> Um, Sally Hawkins. Fantastic yeah. performance in this movie. Oh, for sure. I'd say it's it's my favorite performance of the year. Shearsha Ronan, close second. But I'd say Sally Hawkins, the, the... Like, pulling off a role where you don't speak at all <laughs> is difficult. That's, that's like a big task for an actor. I mean, at first, I was a little kind of disappointed that they didn't just go ahead and cast an actor who was actually mute. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, why not? Mm-hmm. But I do think that, I suppose it's a spoiler to say the point where I'm like, okay, I can see why yeah. they tried to justify it this way. But but yeah, so I was kind of disappointed in that respect, but I do think that she does give... An exceptional performance. I can see that. I can see that. Um, let's see. Who else? Who else is in this movie? Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. No Oscar nom for Doug Jones? Well, I mean, we all know the film he really deserved it for. <laughs> the Bye Bye Man. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was fantastic in The Bye Bye Man. Now, side note. Have you ever seen the interview that he gave about The Bye Bye Man and why he took the role? No. Because I'll need to show you that after. It's pretty great. You will. Um, <clears throat> Michael Shannon. Very good. Rickard Jane. Mm-hmm. R- Rickard. <laughs> Deckard. <laughs> this, is, this, this was a Blade Runner uh, like side movie. They're doing Blade Runner like Cloverfield now. R- right. So yeah. next movie it's going to be the Fishman teams up with like the holographic love interest. Right, yes. Yeah. Um, Richard Jenkins, very good as well. Nominated for Best Supporting, which, yeah, but also I think Michael Shannon maybe deserves that a little bit more. I don't know how you feel about that. I would be fine with, like, anyone from this. Film. Yeah. Uh, and Octavia Spencer, uh, who is just... I think actually great in everything. <laughs> like I don't think I've seen her in anything and I'm like, oh that's a bad performance. But like she just doesn't pick the best movies sometimes. This is a good movie. I'm just it saying is. the shack is like maybe not <laughs> I'm just that's all I'm saying. The shack is fair, uh, yeah, seen it, yeah. To be fair, I have not seen the shack. But I read the plot description and needless to say I'm not a fan. <laughs> I just like the part where they have to, uh, like, take Octavia Spencer out of the plot because yeah. God needs to be represented by a more masculine figure or something. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
because who needs, uh, you know, <laughs> who needs um, nuanced depictions of an all-powerful figure when you can just do the same thing we've been doing for millions of years now, or thousands of yep. years, or who knows. How long has Christianity been a thing? I don't remember. <laughs> Moving on. Michael Strolbarg <laughs> is in it. Yeah. He's good. I like him a lot. He's in... Let's see. He's in three of the Best Picture nominees this year. <laughs> he's in this... Wait, what's the third one? He's in The Post, and he's in mm. Call Me By Your Name. And he's, I didn't know he was in The Post. Yeah, he's fantastic in all of them. And I'm, I might be a Michael a Stol, Stolwarg fan now, you might call me. Me too, especially after Fargo. and. He's in Fargo too, huh? Okay. Yeah, the third season. Okay, okay. Did you, did you not see that he won an Aaron? I did, but also sometimes I just read names, and if it's just a white guy, I'm like, they're all the same. <laughs> so, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, so I need to watch Fargo. I, I, I We've known this for a long time. Fargo's like a show I need to watch. Uh, but he was also in uh, A Serious Man, which is the, Coen's brother, the Coen Brothers movie. I know how to speak. He was good in that. We'll talk about that on the main podcast this week. But, uh, I don't know. It's just a good movie. A great love story. Like, a really aesthetically pleasing film. I I mean, that's not really a shock. It's Guillermo del Toro. (laughs) Uh, No matter what, you're at least going to get that out of it. Unless, (laughs) unless... It's Pacific Rim. And then it's all just... That was the highlight of the film, though, were the visuals. Sure. And the character designs. Oh, well, yeah. But still, I was thinking today <laughs> about the Jaeger rap or whatever, and how they mess up. <laughs> they don't get it right. Have I delivered that rant on the podcast? No, I don't think you have. We have to do that. At some the, point. Yeah, this, it's not the time. When, when the it's not new the time. One comes out. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Guillermo del Toro just has this like fantastic eye for delivering his stories in such a beautifully unique way, like Pan's Labyrinth, for example. It's a fairly fairly i don't want to say like unoriginal because it has it's original but it's like it's not like groundbreaking this plot is so life-changing it's the world around it and it's the visuals and it's the creatures and that's just guillermo del toro's thing you know so all right it's really not surprising that he does it again here i guess (laughs) um so for guillermo del toro where do you have it ranked Oh, in terms of his filmography? Yeah. Uh, I still have it ranked fourth, which is where I initially placed it after I first saw it. So after uh, Pan's Labyrinth, then uh, Crimson Peak, and then The Devil's Backbone. Mm -hmm. I have Crimson Peak at my number one. But I've seen... I've seen um, Pan's Labyrinth in this so recently... 
that I still need to dwell on them, I think. And mm-hmm. Crimson Peak has this special place in my heart. It was the first Del Toro film I'd seen besides Pacific Rim. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it'll just hold that special place for a while, I think. Sure. It, w- it was the second film you saw, but... Was it? If, if you saw Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah, but Pacific, was... we don't count Pacific Rim. <laughs> Pacific Rim is so not Del Toro. Like, I don't know how you it can even. It so is. Like that's his whole. Maybe thing. I need to it's rewatch that... Pacific Rim. <laughs> that child, like Glee, at the giant robots playing the giant monsters. That's that's him. All I remember about that movie is that they had a sword that insta killed the monsters the entire time. <laughs> but didn't pull it out until the third act. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh no, this wasn't powerful until now. Okay. Um Yeah. I I need to rewatch that probably before the new one. Not that I really want to see the new one. But Yeah. I think without, you know, Del Toro's touch it's really not gonna work. Yeah, I mean it didn't work in the first place, so Moving on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so, Shape of Water. Anything Anything else you want to say about it before spoilers? Uh, I mean, not. I don't think so. It was number six for me for the year. I think it was number 11. Yes, 11. So, yeah. so this is a film I really enjoy. And, you know, just kind of blown away by in the theaters. You know, the production design, as mm-hmm. we mentioned. And just kind of, I don't know, it was a really, because I, I saw this the first day of the new year. You know, it's just like, it was a really nice way to kick off a new year. All right. I don't doubt it. I don't know when I saw this. I could probably check my uh, film diary, but. <laughs> That's why you keep a log. The 11th. I saw this on the 11th. You saw it on the 11th, and then it ended up 11th. Wow, dude. I didn't even plan that. That's pretty great. Now, I saw Molly's game on the 5th, but it ended up 10th. I will retcon my list to make it 5th, though. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, do we want to get into spoilers, then? Sure. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> do we want to discuss the one that David was going to say on the podcast? But we're like... Which one was he going to say? The Fingers. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not, like, a huge plot point, but also, like, that's such a great moment that you don't really want to know about ahead of time. Was that not in the trailers? Or did they just not reveal the full scene? No, I didn't watch the trailers, so I don't know. Oh, true. Um, I think I think they showed just, like, the brief shot of him coming out into the hallway and collapsing, but... Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that. I meant the uh, the scene with him and Octavia Spencer. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that whole speech that he gives. I thought we were talking about, like, the whole bit. The whole bit with the finger. I mean, yeah. yeah. But the whole... God, the whole consistent rotting of it is just a really nice... Really nice. Oh, yeah. Mm, Really love that rot. Um, No, it's just a really nice indicator of time. (laughs) Like, it's like a weird way to say it, but... Like, you're like, oh, his fingers have rotted this much. It's been probably, like, two months or something. So, I don't know. I love it. I love that idea. I get that. Yeah. 
um, also just as a moral compass for him as a person, <laughs> which is like maybe a little too on the nose, but at the same time, that's what I kind of love about this movie in general, though, is that yeah. just like it's very, in a way, it's very blunt about its symbolism, mm-hmm. where it's just like really wants to draw your attention to it, and it's. So it's never like it's still symbolism. It's still never explicitly stating, "Oh, this represents this and this represents this." But it's just like, "Hey, there's symbols here." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It works for me. Yeah, no, it works for me too. Because um, I'm watching the film, and I'm just like, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like it's it's representative of his. He's the monster all along, and you know, like the hands are so important. You know, that's how the hands are how. Uh, What's Sally Hawkins' character's name? Eliza. Eliza. That her, the hands are how Eliza communicates with the world, and it's especially how she communicates with the amphibian man. Or what was his credited name? The asset. Is that what he was in, in the credits? I thought yeah. he had like. I, that's what he is on uh, Letterboxd. <clears throat> okay. So the asset. I don't really like that though because then no. it's just kind of. Yeah. I'm no. pretty sure he was called like Amphibian Man in the credits or something. Am- Amphibian Man Dance Double. <laughs> Which I guess is also kind of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, that scene happens. Do we want to talk about that? That well, right, because right, that's the scene I was referencing mm-hmm. earlier when I said like that's the point where they kind of justified is when she just like slowly breaks into song and you're like, okay. I mean, they could have just dubbed over with someone else but you know right it's still a really powerful moment it is i feel like that this is a me problem this is such a me problem that i know is not the film's fault but for some reason it'll still do this um if i'm watching a movie with someone and i know they're not gonna like a part like, I was watching this with David, and that scene started. I'm like, I love this. I know David hates this. Like, as it started, I'm like, so I kind of liked it less because I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, David. You're not liking this at all. And I, I'm weird about it like that. Like, every movie. Like, if I watch a movie with, with cursing in it with my family, I'm like, oh, oh, yikes. My mom oh, doesn't no. like this. Oh, I, I understand that. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're the one who watched we're, The Big Sick with your family. I don't know what you're up to. That, that was their choice. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, no, I just have like an explicit no R-rated movies with my family rule. It, like there are some exceptions. If I've seen it and I'm like, yeah, it's all right. I'll watch it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it, Aaron. Do it. Let's talk about the ending. Okay. I... I saw it coming from, like, the minute they showed us the scars. Yeah. But it still really worked. Like, that was the perfect ending. Yeah, I agree. Now, is it horrible of me (laughs) that I thought this had too happy of an ending? (laughs) Were you hoping for something a little more like Pan's Labyrinth? I don't know if I was hoping for it. 
like Pan's Labyrinth that ends with like a dead kid. Like I don't know if I want to have dead kid as like my preference for how all movies should end. But uh, I don't know. It just felt a little like oh this happened oh sad, but then it's all okay and all right. Yeah, at first I was also wondering if it was too similar to the ending of Pan's Labyrinth. It's very well, similar. <laughs> like, yeah. right at the edge of where they needed to be. Right. They're shot down. Like, you know, yeah. it's the same, basically. And then you're like, oh, we can actually interpret this ending as not being real, but just, like, kind of... Yeah. Like, I think less so than Pan's Labyrinth, this film. I, I don't think this film wants to be as ambiguous about it. I think it wants to be more... Of a feel-good movie. But. but also, I think you can interpret it that that never happened. Right. I think it's, it's fair. It, it It's like a little too fantastical. Which yeah. is weird to say in a film all about... <laughs> about fish sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so... That's, that's like a minor gripe, though. Because... I don't know why. I just want the saddest endings. I'm like, it's an Oscar movie. I need to be bawling by the end. <laughs> like, you better make me feel. <laughs> but sometimes it's okay for a movie to be entertaining <laughs> and be beautiful without making you cry your little eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, and so that's part of, I don't know, that, that's just a part of, I'm going to be so much more favorable to a movie that makes me, like, really feel, man. Even though I, like, realize this is probably a better movie than something like, God, I don't know. Nah, never mind. <laughs> You're pretty satisfied with your list? For the most part. I think I'd move this one a little bit higher if I could go back and redo it. But uh, yeah, Fishman. Mm-hmm. He swim. He egg. Mm-hmm. He eat cat. Mm-hmm. What is the egg? I don't think sign language is good for a podcast. <laughs> No, not quite. Um, he cat. He run downstair. He watch movie. Are these the? Is this like the earlier verses of your song? My song <laughs> from before. What song? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Not the song, the 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 nursery rhyme thing. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. Was this this episode? <laughs> I just just move on. Okay. <laughs> I swear we just go off the rails every time we do this show. I. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so... Ranking. 
where do we rank this in the best picture lineup? Uh, let me think. Let's rank it on our own, and then let's weight our scores, and then we'll uh, we'll make a reboot already underway best picture. I, I feel ranking. like ours. I feel like we can't really weight it much. Because for me, it's going to be Dunkirk, then Lady Bird, then this. And for you, I assume it's going to be Lady Bird, Dunkirk, and then this. So Lady Bird and Dunkirk so. are tied for first, <laughs> and Shape of Water <laughs> is tied for second. Also known as last place. So step it up, Guillermo. Make Crimson Peak 2. <laughs> Too many ghosts on Crimson Peak. Actually, many people said there were not enough ghosts. So yeah, poor Guillermo del Toro on that one, man. He just wanted to make a movie. <laughs> he did. He always does. Yeah, but they're like, "How do we market this?" They even kind of did it with this one, right? From what I understand, they marketed it, it a little weirdly. Definitely felt a little more like a horror. Mm-hmm. Film than it in the trailers than it actually ended up being. Yeah, I think it's very similar to Pan's Labyrinth in that way. Yeah, because I always thought Pan's Labyrinth was a horror movie. It's really right. not, and there's like elements of it in yeah. there, especially in the the more uh, real world aspects of it. Do we want to use this time? To talk about why did Doug Jones not get a nomination? I mean, I think it's fairly obvious. The, mm. the Academy, Academy hates go for hates real performance art. It it doesn't go for the uh, what what's it called? What is this thing called? Amphibian man? No, because I want to call it uh, asset. Performance capture, but that's not what it's, it is. It's not. It's a uh, heavily makeup performance. That's not the official title. <laughs> the the HMU the HMUP the home up. Yeah, that's official. I think. Yeah, they don't like that. They don't like when you're good at your movie. I don't know what's happening in this episode, man. <laughs> it's a very weird one. It well, it's a very weird movie. So it is. Know. It is. Do we want to have final thoughts on this movie? I feel like these get less and less about the movie every time. <laughs> I, I mean, like at this point, we've talked about this movie on the podcast for like three different weeks. I think we talked about it, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about The Shape of Water. I think it will win Best Picture. That's the safe bet at this point. I'm only not convinced because I still think they're going to split the two major awards. What if they yeah, split it the gonna... other way? They they give Greta Gerwig Best Director. I feel like they're not going to go for a first-time director, though. Because the Oscars, especially in recent years, have more just been like, oh, here's someone we've ignored for... Five years, let's give it to them this time. So it's going to be Christopher Nolan, Best Director, Shape of Water, <laughs> Best Picture, and no one will have ever seen it coming. We'll be like, what? 
<laughs> okay. I don't know. Now, oh no, I, this is something I wanted to bring up. Have you seen the allegations that this is a plagiarized movie? I have. I, I don't really <laughs> buy that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I think it's something where, like, this film is already playing with so many expected tropes and stuff. You know, well, it's, it's, so... it's clearly an homage to old science fiction films and mm-hmm. all sorts of classic films, like the the musical elements of Free it Willy. Well. Yeah. So it's like, of course there's going to be similarities to other works. That's right. kind of the point. It's even like Beauty and the Beast in some way. <laughs> like, yeah. it's... I I just don't I don't think it was plagiarized. I and I loved the response that was given to it where it's like, yo, Mr. Del Toro has been very forthcoming about all of his inspirations for like ever. And he really is. You just see him any given day on Twitter. He's talking about this movie was inspired by this and this choice was inspired by this. It's like he he gives credit where credit is due. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I feel like someone he's, maybe he's, just wants a little he's money. Just too kind-hearted. To, yeah. <laughs> to do so. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. All right, so that's it, I guess. I, I have nothing else to say about the shape of water. You want me to gurgle again? What? Do you want me to I, gurgle again? Not if you're gonna choke to death. Well, let's see what we can do here. If, and if uh, no one likes the sound of gurgling water, skip 15 seconds. There's a button for that on iTunes. And that's the shape of water. Uh, the inside of my mouth and my throat. I, I don't know what one needs to be said. <laughs> Alright. So is that... <laughs> Is that it this time? I think yeah. we're good. All right. I, I think so. I, I I mean, there's so much more I would want to say, but like we're already just like so disorganized. Say it, man. Say what you want to say, man. No, no. We got time. Okay. We got, dude. We got tons of time. David broke his fingers. <laughs> we're waiting on that anyway. Whoa! You think it's gonna gonna rot away? Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> dude, dude, are we a Cloverfield movie or what? What does what was I saying? What? What was I saying? We were. What was I saying? Shape of Water was connected to now. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. There we go. Are we a Blade Runner movie now? If we're tied into Shape of Water, which is tied into Blade Runner. And presumably tied into Cloverfield as I'm well. Sure. <laughs> They'll shoehorn anything into Cloverfield at this point. Um, come on, give me, give me something. Give me a deep Aaron thought about the shape of water. Give me your, give me the hot take. Normally, I'm known for the hot takes on this show. That's fine. I got the hand in uh, Doctor Strangelove. I got the I, uh, milk in Evil Dead. I got the milk in Pan's Labyrinth. You did. I I'm at a loss for other ones. Oh, uh, I had the one about <laughs> about Woody Allen in the. Uh, <laughs> what was the name of that movie? 
I don't remember. Stranger Than Fiction. <laughs> That's what it was. Wait, what was that one about? That one's like, the whole thing's an allegory for how far are we willing to go? What are we willing to forgive for a good story? Oh, and right, I yeah. think that one still works. I'm running with it, Aaron. <sighs> Give me your hot take, Aaron. I, I don't. I don't have one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that's on par with the, the milk from Evil Dead. No. Do you want me to just read your Aaron's post about <laughs> the sheep? <laughs> I mean, if you want. No, you know what? Let's drive traffic over to this clever blog name's already taken at tumblr.com slash the Aaron's. Top 10 movies of the year. Uh, he's talking about all the hits, especially The Shape of Water. His number one movie of the year. His number five movie of the year. Number six. Number six movie of the year. I really thought I got it with five. <laughs> kind of sad I didn't. Um, so there we go. I don't know what this show is anymore, man. Are you reading it or no? Oh, do you really want me to? I guess I can. I thought you were going to. You were. Doing, I was. Doing I was saying everything. I was gonna say we're gonna drive traffic there, make them read it for themselves. But I'll. Oh I'll, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to up your brand here, Aaron. I, I appreciate it. I guess. <laughs> All right. I think we're done. <laughs> I think that has to be the end. Someone. I think it's for the best. We need the cane. We need the cane from uh, Looney Tunes to come in and like pull us off. That's <laughs> pull us off the stage. <laughs> we need the cane to pull us off the stage. It's like a Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's like Thor's hammer. <laughs> Do you think we talk about Avengers Infinity War for next year's Best Picture Recap? No, not at all. (laughs) We need to stop. (laughs) We need to not be here anymore. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. (laughs) Please. So, if you want to find Lacey around the web, you can find him at Jake underscore Lace. On uh, Twitter, yeah, you can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. If you go his, on, uh, <laughs> all of his end of the year blog posts are up. If you go on my Twitter, you can see my hot takes about the Super Bowl. Way too late. My real big hot take was this: Justin Timberlake guy is pretty good at performing. <laughs> no one knew that already. I had to tell everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, if you want to find David on the main podcast around the web, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. And if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. You can find me at this clever blog name, is already taken, .tumblr.com. Uh, as mentioned, the errands are up. so They're good. Go there, read them if you want to hear more of my thoughts on The Shape of Water, among others. Including the Bye Bye Man. <sighs> We need to watch that interview like after, like directly after we're done with this. All right, all right. But uh, finally, if you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find us at Reboot Already Underway on Twitter. Find us at, give us a like on Facebook. You can check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. 
and leave us a good review if you like what we say. Okay, so next week we will talk be talking about Get Out. Yes. Because that's well, the last one we both have seen. And what, also because what, what are the chances you see another one before we Not likely. No. Okay. Now, last year we did a Hacksaw Ridge where I bought it and then I put it on Voodoo for you to watch and then we talked about it directly after the Oscars were done. Do you want to do that again this year? Maybe, if there's one. There is. Three billboards. It comes out like the 27th, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see what we can do. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll try to figure something out. But until then, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye bye. So when we start talking about this movie, is it okay if I just gargle water for a few seconds? <laughs> if you want. I'm not going to do that. Now I kind of want you to. Okay, fine.